Last Sunday we talked about Emmanuel, and today we're going to talk about the wonderful counselor, and you'll see in just a few minutes where we're getting this from. But one of my uh, professors, I call him a professor, um, I really never took a class with him, but I served with him at uh, Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary years ago, had a very uh, well-known and often repeated sermon about this time of the year where he talked about the five points of the Bethlehem star. You see a star, it's got five points on there. And the very first point was the Messiah, Emmanuel, and he talked about uh, the five points of the Bethlehem star, and he talked about uh, Emmanuel, which we talked about God's presence with us. And then he talked about a wonderful counselor, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And then Almighty God, and then Father of Eternity, or Eternal Father, and finally, Prince of Peace. In each one of those points of that star, he referred from Scripture to speak about um, this, this kind of character we call the Messiah, and what God gave him to us for, and how we can um, understand him and connect with him and come to know him as our Lord and Savior and all the things that God is going to be doing uh, through his Messiah in our lives and in the life of the church and hopefully in the world. Now we talk about the points as presence, purpose, power, uh, promise, and then providence and we'll be going through those points as well and looking at these five names uh, to understand the character of the Messiah and to see what is happening. So I invite you right now to turn with me, if you will, to Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to read verses 2 through 7. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. And we're going to find uh, four of the five names here. We've already found Emmanuel in Isaiah 7, 14. And now we're going to find the other four uh, in verse 6. But chapter 9 of Isaiah, the prophet, and then reading verses 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoice at harvest time and as they rejoice when dividing spoils. For you have shattered their oppressive yoke and the rod of their shoulders and the staff of their oppressor, just as you did on the day of Midian. For every, for every trampling boot of battle and the bloodied garments of war will be, jer will be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named, and here are the four names, <clears throat> Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David over his, and over his kingdom to establish it and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever, the zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. And may God bless the reading of his word this morning. You know, in the past, it's been said that the world 
gives away its advice uh, easily, uh, always easily. In fact, um, certain uh, witty wags have said, you know what a witty wag is, you don't know what that is, right? A witty person uh, have said things like, men give away nothing so liberally as their advice, and nothing is given more lavishly than advice. In fact, if you have a problem, there probably will be plenty of people who will be willing to tell you what to do. And that's what we have in the world today. It's, it's interesting uh, because we have now television shows and we actually have self-help books. Do you know in, in 2019, that's just a couple of years ago, 85,253 self-help books were published. And of those 85,253, eight 18.6 million copies were sold. You know, we don't lack for advice. People are looking for advice. One of the publishing um, firms said, people are yearning for meaning, peace, and calm in today's chaotic culture. And they're looking for ways to slow down and unplug, which is part of the reason books that inspire um, people to do just that are doing well. And we have our TV, we have Dr. Phil and Oprah, et cetera, et cetera. From the good ones to the bad ones, people are giving us advice. One of the things that we haven't always thought about in terms of our faith is that not only does Jesus as the Messiah give us salvation for eternity, but God's purpose for the Messiah was even deeper than that. In fact, in giving these names to the Messiah, God was giving us a, a picture, a panorama of all that Jesus was supposed to be and accomplish as he died on the cross for our sins and wants to be connected to us. In fact, one of the greatest things of all is to call him a wonder of a counselor or the wonderful counselor. And we don't often stop to think that Jesus is not someone who just died on the cross or just a baby laid in the manger, but he is someone who, to whom we can go and talk to and seek help and seek counsel and seek advice. And it's not going to be the kind of advice we're going to find out is just one among many people's ideas but rather the advice and the counsel that Jesus gives is God's desire and advice and plan and his care for us and all that God has in store for us comes through the advice that we receive in Jesus Christ. In essence, that advice is really, really what matters for time and eternity. My advice may be limited in terms of time. I'm human. It's limited in what I can see, in the way my brain works. It's limited to my experiences, but the advice of the Messiah is divine, godly, and leads us to understand God's purpose and desire for our lives. I want to talk about this name, this wonderful counselor, and it divides ourselves up into two ways, really, wonder of a counselor and counselor. 
And so we can talk about these and understand from the scriptures themselves what that would mean for us just right now at this Christmas season to see that little babe in the manger no longer as a babe in a manger, a sentimental kind of view, but a, a man who grew up and began to teach and began to disciple and began to lead people to understand what the kingdom of God is all about. And that's what he does for us today as well. So first of all, let's talk about the counselor for all walks of life. You know, the word counselor uh, occurs over 80 times uh, in the Old Testament. Over 80 times we get this word counselor. And 22 of those times, it specifically means someone who offers help. Well, the word counsel, advice, purpose, plan, that's all found in the root of this word. But 22 times it talks about the direct help or advice that someone would give. It can mean to advise, to consult, to counsel. And we study in the Old Testament, we find that David took counsel from his officers and Rehoboam and all the kings taking counsel of the elders. Um, it talks about military planning. In other words, counsel about how to go out and do battle. But it also talks about religious counsel, how we can sing and worship. In other words, this counsel is counsel in the things that matter for time and eternity. It's an exciting time when God can help us understand exactly what he wants us to do. In fact, the, the prophet Isaiah clarified this, or he will clarify this in, in uh, chapter 11, but if we turn over to chapter 41, I'm going to read you something that's just exciting and interesting about what Isaiah is trying to tell us. Because in verse, 40, verse 28 of 41, of chapter 41 of the same book, Isaiah says, When I look, there is no one, there is no counselor among them. When I ask them, they have nothing to say. Look, all of them, their counselors, are a delusion. Their works are non-existent. Their images are wind and emptiness. Then God says in, verse, in chapter 42, This is my servant. I strengthen him. This is my chosen one. I delight in him. I have put my spirit on him. He will bring justice to the nations. He will not cry out or shout or make his verse, voice heard in the streets. He will not break a bruised reed and he will not put out a smoldering wick. He will faithfully bring justice. He will not grow weak or be discouraged until he has established justice on earth. The coasts and the islands will wait for his instructions. This is the, the Lord God who has called this kind of Messiah to give us encouragement and to help us to understand what he would have uh, us do as we follow Jesus Christ. If you're struggling with finances, if you're struggling uh, with your educational needs or your marriage or psychological issues or spiritual issues or values, then Jesus actually has God create the world and he is the one who knows what we need and how we think and how we act and how sin 
has a hold over us and creates a bondage for us to be controlled by it and how to break free from that and to be forgiven of our sins by a holy and just and righteous God. We don't need to rely on friends. We don't need to rely on the TV, outsider self-help books. We need to get the good advice and the advice that comes from the counselor par excellence, the one who was created and made to be our counselor. We need to go to Jesus Christ, and he alone is our ongoing counselor. This word counselor, it has this idea of continuation. It's what we call a participle, it's continuation. It's not that he just tells us once and that's it, he always is there for us. He never lets us down. We can always go to him. Remember that Jesus told us for the disciples in Matthew chapter 28, uh, 18, that all power and all authority was given unto him on the earth. And if he has all that power and all that authority, then who better to go to that we can find what God would want us to do? Paul said that there was no other foundation that could be built for life than Jesus Christ himself. So if we trust in him and we rely upon him, then he is our counselor, the greatest counselor there is, and he is the one that we are supposed to go to. Matthew Henry said he is the counselor for he knew, he knew the counsels of God from eternity, and he's able to give that counsel to men. If you want to know what, what will work for time and eternity, don't turn on the TV, but turn on Jesus Christ and talk to him. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and yield you, yield to him so that he can teach us and help us as we learn to be faithful disciples. So he is the counselor for all walks of life. There is nothing that Jesus did not understand here on the earth. When he was here, the little babe in the manger, grown to be a man who discipled and taught and then hung on the cross for our sins, that's the enormous and exciting part of it, that he knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what God made us to be and how God loves us and how God gave him to die on the cross so that he can come in and forgive us of our sins, free us from the bondage of sin, and help us to be what God wants us to be as God created us in his image and in his likeness. And the joy of getting to know that this little babe that we celebrate at Christmas time laid in the manger became that kind of counselor. And he's called the counselor for all walks of life. But the second thing is that he is the all-sufficient counselor. I kind of talked a little bit about this. But you know, all of the other names seem to be one name, like um, eternal, well, they have two parts to each one, eternal God and, and uh, almighty God and, and um, prince of peace. But for many years, the King James separated these two and said his name shall be called Wonderful and then comma counselor. But the study that we do in the Bible today convinces us or leads us to believe that we have to take the word counselor and the word wonderful together. So in other words, it's a unit that means a wonder of a counselor. Not just a counselor, but a wonder of a counselor. And this word wonder actually occurs in the Old Testament 13 times. And it means awesome. 
It means kind of wonderful, um, marvelous. It's used to indicate that things are glorious and, and not usual or ordinary. They're, in fact, extraordinary and sometimes even hard to understand that we have to wonder at it and be amazed. It talks about the wonderfulness and the amazing things of God's act of judgment and redemption in the Old Testament. In fact, Thomas Carlyle said once that wonder is the basis of worship. We wonder about God and what he has done for us. Psalm 89.5 says, Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the Holy Ones. It's amazing that God is faithful. It's amazing that God cares. It's amazing that God wants to be a part of our lives. A holy God who created the entire universe wanted to create us in his image and then have a relationship with us. That's an amazing, wonderful thing. Isaiah wrote in chapter 25, O Lord, you are my God, I will exalt you, I will praise your name, for you have done wonders, wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. We need to know that not only is he a counselor, but he's a wonder of a, of a counselor, an amazing counselor, an all-sufficient counselor. As the wonderful counselor, the coming son of David, whom uh, Isaiah is prophesying about and testifying to, will actually carry out God's divine program of salvation that will cause the world, the whole world, to marvel. This program is spelled out in chapter 11, in chapter 11, Isaiah says the spirit of the Lord will rest upon the branch that comes out of the stem of Jesse, David, uh, the son of David, uh, the Messiah will be the son of David. That individual will have the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. With righteousness, he will judge the poor. He will usher in the kingdom of God. Jesus went out and began to preach and said, repent before, because the kingdom of God is at hand. This is the kingdom of God coming. And this is what he did. He brought in the millennial kingdom. He will gather all the remnant of Judah and Israel to himself. And the Gentiles, according to Isaiah, will also make their way to him. Will seek him because... What matters for time and eternity is bound up in the salvation we have in Jesus Christ. Matthew Henry said justly he is called wonderful because he is both God and man. His love, his love for us is the wonder of angels and glorified saints. So we understand that he's not just a counselor. He's not one among many. He is the wonderful counselor, the one who would come. This is so important for us today because it's relevant for our world that's trying to find all this self-help books and how to do it, how to be successful. And they're all there talking about ways that only really relate to this world and to the problems that we face here, most of which are caused by sin and other things in life. In fact, the Bible tells us that the whole earth groans, being cursed 
at the beginning of creation because Adam and Eve sinned against God. There is no other wonderful counselor like God, and that's relevant for us today. People run and not only buy these self-help books, but do you know how much? I, did, I didn't even try to find this out, how much they pay for psychotherapy and counseling. It's a big business to get counselors and to go and talk to them. Now, some of them are surely needed. I'm not dissing on the counseling field or vocation. As a matter of fact, there is a desperate need for biblical counseling and for godly counselors to help people in their lives. But there is a sense in which we have a wonderful counselor and there is a program in which we can follow we can follow because we know that Jesus is the wonderful counselor and God's purpose was to give him to us so that we could seek him for counsel and advice and direction and, and trust and refuge and understanding so that we can grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's why he is the counselor. The wisest of men needs a counselor. And we need to find that counselor who is Jesus Christ and hold on to him. Jesus was the Messiah to come. This is what Isaiah prophesied. And he would be called Emmanuel and he would be called Wonderful Counselor and the other names. And he would fulfill all of the purpose of God in helping us to live a life that honors God, that is connected with God, and that is found in its joy and its power and its, just its, its focus on God through Jesus Christ, his son. God did this. God knew that we needed someone who would give us the right counsel and point us the right way. Someone we could also go to when we needed our help. Someone we could trust in the counsel and the words that we were given. You know... Uh, the Bible is replete with stories of people who gave counsel that came out to be nothing and counsel that came out to honor God. We can look for that, those examples and understand exactly what we need to do to appropriate and define and to connect with Jesus as our marvelous and wonderful counselor. Jesus was just not a baby in the manger. That's a sentimental view. We don't want to leave him in the manger. We want to follow him as a teacher, as a rabbi, as a discipler. And then we want to bow our knees to him as our savior on the cross and risen savior. And to be thankful that God gave us Jesus to help us grow and learn. In fact, Jesus, when he was walking on this earth, said... When I go, I will ask the Father to send someone like me. And that someone like him was the Holy Spirit, God's Son. And the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost to help us and literally to point us to the wonderful Counselor. Because that's what he's supposed to do. He's to point us to Jesus Christ and what Jesus taught and the hope and the comfort and the refuge that we can find in Jesus. Whatever season is in our life, whatever problems we might face, wherever we might be, we can hold on to Jesus as the wonderful counselor. 
people would say to me, well, how do I get to meet Jesus as the wonderful counselor? How, how do I get this kind of advice? How do I go to find, and where do I go to find this kind of counselor, this wonder of a counselor, this all-sufficient counselor, this true counselor, this counselor that gives us what really matters for time and eternity. And I tell you that you can meet him in Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then come to him. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but receive everlasting life. The Bible tells us that if we confess Jesus as Lord, we will know him and we will come to seek him. And he will forgive us of our sins if we turn from our sins and ask him to forgive us as we yield to him and give our hearts, our lives, our being, all that we are to him, to his guidance and his help. In fact, if we know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we can appropriate the counsel of Jesus. We can find the counsel of Jesus by yielding our hearts to the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit to teach us of Jesus and to connect us with God and keep us following the teachings of Christ. The Holy Spirit will direct us immediately to the scriptures. And this is the value of the scriptures for us. Paul told Timothy that they were profitable for all instruction and righteousness. And holding on to the scriptures by studying them and learning and pondering and meditating, the Holy Spirit is able to teach us what God says, what God wanted us to know, and even more importantly, what Jesus did for us. And it will teach us Jesus' teaching and the truth of the gospel, the truth of the gospel that the world desperately needs. We can find that truth in the scripture and then the Holy Spirit leads us to pray, to ask God to not only help us to understand what we've read, but also to apply it into our lives. You know the difference between Satan and a Christian? The Christian is supposed to apply the teachings of Jesus. Satan knows them better than we do, but he doesn't apply it. In fact, he tries to twist them to trip us up. But we ask the Holy Spirit to teach us by praying how to learn what Jesus would have us to do. There's a process here. Holy Spirit, study the scriptures. Well, first of all, come to know Christ and God gives you the Holy Spirit. Then we study the scriptures, then we pray. And then God has put around us godly people, people we can ask their advice based on their study of the scripture and their yielding to the Holy Spirit. And they can pray with us also where God can show us what he would have us to do. Sometimes we don't need to just run out and do something. We need to wait and pray and seek God's presence and God's moving. Sometimes we need to trust God's strategy. God's strategy is far above and beyond our strategy. Sometimes, as people have said, that's above our pay grade, you know. God is working to do things in our life and working his will out. Paul told us that all things God works together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. We need to trust God's strategy. It may seem strange. It may seem um, just that it wouldn't work, but we have to do that. And we trust God's strategy and we wait upon the Lord and we seek him and we seek refuge, then I would say 
without a doubt, God will show us what to do and guide us in the ways of eternity that matter for time and eternity. But we have to start off by choosing the right counselor. We have to start off by having a relationship with Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. That's what God is calling us to do. This little babe that was laid in a manger was already given throne names because it was understood from the scriptures, from the prophets, that that little babe would grow up to be the king, the Messiah, God's king, who would bring in the kingdom of God. And that little babe would be the one who would be able to give us the most awesome of all and wonderful of all counselor if we would trust him and make him our counselor. Will you make him your counselor today? I know it's easy to go buy a self-help book. I've bought some, you know, uh, how to do this and how to do that. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of books out there and they, they tantalize us and tease us to think that they have all the answers. When the first thing that we need to do is find out that this is our instruction for life. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can study it and learn it and God would lead us. Um, not that I don't want to uh, reward anybody who's written a book, but I don't want to reward anybody who tells me to do stuff that isn't what God wants me to do. And I want to find out what he would want me to do first and follow that. Will you make Jesus the wonderful counselor of your life this Christmas? Will you trust in him? If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, give us the opportunity here to tell you what the Bible says about coming to find him as the most wonderful of all counselors. Remember, he's not only just Jesus, he's the Messiah. He's Emmanuel, and he's the wonderful counselor. I'm going to ask the musicians to come and lead us into, in our final song um, and encourage you to come and respond. Uh, be thou my vision. I'll be down here to the front. And if you'd like to come and talk to me or we'll, we'll, whatever God is calling you to do, if you're looking to join the church and worship together and just allow God to be our wonderful counselor, then you come as we stand and sing.